Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. Only one in 10 Americans gets the recommended number of vegetables per day. Wow. And it's an astounding statistic that hasn't changed in a really long time. So there's a lot of room for improvement. The more plants we eat, I'm not talking about, you know, the ones, the flowers. I'm talking about, you know, your vegetables, your fruits, wherever you get them, the more likely we are to have a lower risk for diabetes, um, certain types of cancers, um, heart disease. So it's about adding those plants to the plate so that you get those benefits um, and if you want to have meat, then, you know, it's totally fine. Um, maybe reducing the amount of processed meats in particular, because there are some real strong links between processed meats and, and certain types of cancers. But the main thing is just to look at how you can improve your plant intake, because those things have been shown to um, help you live a better life and live a longer life. Welcome to Squats and Margaritas. I'm Erin Washington, a mom of two trying to balance all the things. I'm a mompreneur, a former college athlete, and a woman that struggled for 20 years with body image, multiple eating disorders, and having no self-worth. I talk to strong, vulnerable, and authentic women and share conversations for other women to feel seen and less alone. If you are looking for tips on how to level up, balance all the things, or just listen and learn from strong, powerful women, you found the right place. This is Squats and Margaritas. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet ya. Have some tequila and stay. This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's award-winning dietitian and nutritionist, Marissa Moore, author of the new book, Plant Love Kitchen. It's all the rage right now. I feel like everyone is plant-based. I want to know why we should be eating this way. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode. That way you'll get an alert every time a new Squats and Margaritas drops. Here is my episode with Marissa Moore. Hello, love. Welcome to Squats and Margaritas. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. We have established off camera that you live in Atlanta and I do not. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> We're close. You're Atlanta adjacent. <laughs> I'm Atlanta adjacent. And that is exactly what I will be saying uh, this point forward. You are here today, obviously, to promote The Plant Love Kitchen, your new book. But why should we be eating this way? Why should we be what you say is plant forward, which I love because it's a little less restrictive and I don't like restrictive. Why should we be eating plant forward? Yeah, so I'm glad that you made that clarification because often when people say plants, they think 100% vegan, no animal products, and that's not what this is. So plant forward simply means it's, it's not a term that I coined. It's been coined by the Culinary Institute of America and some folks over at Harvard some time ago. And it's really a focus on the style of cooking where you simply put plants first. So, you know, in the typical American diet, we think meat and potatoes often. Mm -hmm. I think we're kind of moving away from that. Yeah. But often the first thought is centered around meat. And this method really just flips it on, on its head to focus instead on plants. Um, and I have personally been vegan. I've been vegetarian. I'm not now. 
but I still prefer eating more plants than not most of the time. So that's the what book- I was going to say. You don't like meat. So it was, a, it was an easier I transition know. for you. <laughs> and that's a really important thing because um, I don't really see a lot of people one-to-one anymore. But when I did work with folks one-to-one, mostly women, you know, a lot of people struggled with the idea that they can never, ever have a burger or never, ever have their family's collard greens that have a little bit of meat in them. You know, so it's sometimes really difficult. <laughs> and, but for me, it is easier just because I don't like meat. And so I like to help people figure out, okay, what do you actually like? And how do we find the healthiest path forward? Not restrictive at all. Most people are a little surprised <laughs> yes. when it comes to like the way that I work with them. So yeah, that's, that's sort of plant forward in a nutshell in terms of describing what it is. Why not meat? Like what would be the benefits to being meat free or not, not that it is that you're saying that it's restrictive, but what is a meat centered diet doing for us in America? So the way that I would really look at this question is more about what we're missing instead, right? Mm. So only one in 10 Americans gets the recommended number of vegetables per day. Wow. So when we think, yeah, it's, and it's an astounding statistic that hasn't changed in a really long time. So there's a lot of room for improvement. And what we found, uh, the more plants we eat, so I'm not talking about, you know, the ones, the flowers, I'm talking about, you know, your vegetables, your fruits, wherever you get them, the more likely we are to have a lower risk for diabetes, um, certain types of cancers, um, heart disease. So it's about adding those plants to the plate so that you get those benefits. Um, and if you want to have meat, then, you know, it's totally fine. Um, maybe reducing the amount of processed meats in particular, because there are some real strong links between processed meats and, and certain types of cancers. But the main thing is just to look at how you can improve your plant intake, because those things have been shown to um, help you live a better life and live a longer life. As you're talking and saying less meat, like my mind is going to like, then that's not enough protein. And I grew up, I was always on a diet. I actually struggled with multiple eating disorders and I was always restricting, but protein would be the thing that I would never, you know, you you have to eat high protein. And when I think if meat is coming out, where are we getting protein in a plant forward diet? More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now back to squats and margaritas. First, I want to commend you on making progress and, you know, getting beyond your disordered uh, eating. I know that that is a really challenging path to take. So I commend you you on that. um, And being able to get to where you are. Um, 
Yeah. So that's a common question. I remember when I was in college and I was vegan, vegetarian, people would be like, no meat. Like what, what, what are, what are you doing? And that's still a very common question. Where do you get your protein? And usually I say, make sure that you're eating beans. There's plenty of options, especially if you are vegetarian in particular, because vegetarians, of course, they tend to still eat eggs. They might have um, a little bit more flexibility there. If you're vegan, you do have to take a little bit more um, time and plan a little bit better because, you know, you got to depend on your tofu, your beans, your um, lentils, peas, nuts, seeds, all of those things you have to make sure you're getting the most from. And that's probably the biggest thing. If you're vegan, just making sure that you plan accordingly. But it's not as hard as you think um, to get the quality protein that you need. Just a few times a day, you should be all good. Okay. And I realize that eggs are not a plant, but because I have a award-winning dietitian, why not eggs? Like when people go vegan versus vegetarian, is that like high cholesterol? Like why that seems restrictive to me to say no eggs. What, why not eggs? For the vegan diet or? Yeah. Cause vegan, like vegetarian is like plants, but vegan, it's like no animal product, no eggs, no dairy. Like, right. Is that, is it more just like the lifestyle, not really a health benefit or are eggs like high in cholesterol? So of course, for people who are vegan, they do it for different reasons. Um, But some people do it for animal welfare. Um, And so when we look at vegan diets, they don't include any animal products, not even honey, right? Mm. But vegetarians tend to include eggs. Um, they sometimes include dairy as, as well. And the thing with eggs, eggs are a high quality protein. So having those means you'll get your B12 without having to really worry about what source you're getting it from. Um, and it makes it a little bit easier. I'm not super concerned about the cholesterol in eggs. There's been a lot of evidence to show that that's not really a source for driving up the risk for heart disease. Okay. Um, that's more of this on the saturated fat side from, you know, meats and things that might be higher in fat, unhealthy fats in particular. Okay. And high fat is making me think avocado. I know you're an avocado aficionado. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, You're like a spokesperson for avocados, aren't you? (laughs) I was, I was two years ago. So not right now. Um, Well, I do too. I love it too. And it's like anybody, a woman that's listening to this and it's like, oh my God, no, they're so high in fat. It's good fat. Why should we be eating avocados? Oh my gosh. I love avocados and I love nuts as well. So, and especially as, as we age, I will say this, like I find that eating higher fat later in the day helps me sleep better. This is totally anecdotal, but you know, just, yeah, just keeping me to feel um, more satisfied, but avocados in particular, good source of, um, good fats for our hearts, um, also fiber. And then there's a ton of like little phytochemicals, little antioxidants that might also have some other benefits. But, you know, having healthy fats is really important for just keeping us to feel satisfied. I mean, I'm so glad that we're gotten beyond or we're getting beyond the point where people call foods like that, quote unquote, fattening, um, because they're so good for you. People are surprised to learn that eating nuts like almonds or uh, walnuts have even been shown to help lower our cholesterol levels. So there's lots and lots of reasons why you want to include them. And they're just so satisfying. It's one of my favorite things to snack on, to add to salads. I could have a whole show about healthy fats. It's like one of my... I can do healthy fats. (laughs) No, No, seriously. I I did a... um, 
when I, I, I used to work as a contractor at CDC and we did all these presentations and that was honestly one of my favorite sessions that I would do for the employees. It was about fats yes. <laughs> and all the good places where you can get them. Because I feel like we're close to the same age and we grew up like the, the fats, like the, it was off limits, like, and obviously like processed fats, like you shouldn't, but like nuts, it, it was just, I mean, I was anorexic. That would be absolutely not something that I would lean into. And it's like that reframe that like, you just said it could help lower your cholesterol. Like I would never, you have to almost reframe if you lived in diet culture, which I did. And when I went to call, I went on a soccer scholarship, but I wanted to study I wanted to be a dietitian and admittedly now it's because I could control everything and learn what not to eat because I was in my eating disorder mess. What like, you can see you light up, like you're so passionate about talking about this, but you were going to be a chemical engineer and how did you make that shift like towards finding what you're truly passionate about? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, I had no, I had never heard of a dietitian before when I went to college and my, um, I guess in high school, one of my teachers, she was, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And she's like, Oh, you're good at math and science. You should be an engineer. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> let's go to that Georgia works. Tech. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you know, sure. Why, why not? So I went to Georgia Tech. Um, and I took all the sciences, all the chemical engineering. Well, I didn't get that far in chemical engineering. I did all the organic chemistry, the physics, the calculus classes. I think I was like four classes deep into calculus, three into physics. And I liked that stuff. But when I started engineering, I really did not like it. I did an internship and I'm like, oh, no, this is not (laughs) what I want for the rest of my life. Yeah. And my advisor at the time, he knew that... I would be in my dorm, like making smoothies when that was not a thing. That was just not something that people did. (laughs) And he knew that I was like trying to eat healthier. I was vegan at the time, but my vegan diet consisted of like French fries because there just wasn't a lot of options back then. (laughs) Um, And I didn't know any better. But anyway, he was like, oh, have you ever thought about becoming a registered dietitian? I'm like, no, I hadn't heard of that. Because in my mind, I'm like, what am I going to do with all these science classes I've taken? I've taken all the chemistries and I don't want to lose them. And he introduced me to the idea of nutrition science as a profession. And that's how I transitioned into becoming a registered dietitian instead of an engineer. Because I liked food and science. So it just brought those two things together. And then also, um, you know, helping people and, and educating yeah, spreading that knowledge. And as you're talking, like when you were vegan and you would just go for French fries, yes, you may not have known better, but it's easy. Talk about the importance of prep. Like if it's not in your house, you're probably not going to eat it. Like how much is it food prep and eating a plant forward lifestyle? More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. 
That's R-E-J-U-V-A liftbeauty.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Now back to squats and margaritas. I'm not going to pretend like you don't have to prepare for it. You absolutely do. Because even though it is a little bit easier now to find um, plant forward options outside of home, um, you know, there's just not like this drive through where you're going to find the oh. best veggie burger <laughs> or, right. you know, the, the most affordable, even salad or grain bowl. I mean, those things exist, but they're, they can be really expensive and that can be a huge barrier for people or out of reach in general. So it does take a little bit of work and prep is important, but it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be out of reach. One of the things that I like to remind people about is you know, go for convenience foods that work for you. So don't be afraid of canned chickpeas. Like, mm. don't be afraid of frozen broccoli. Mm. Um, those things really do help with preparation. Um, I'm a big person about like having uh, fruits and vegetables when they're in season. So what, we're in the spring now. We are in the South. So we do have a longer growing season, which is nice. But, you know, two months ago, I would not dare have blueberries, right? Or even watermelon. Like those are just things that are just not ready right now. So my advice is always to look for what's in season, whether you're shopping at the farmer's market or if you're shopping at, you know, your local supermarket, look for the local items fresh and then buy the rest frozen. So in December, when blackberries are not in season, look for the frozen ones and buy them on sale whenever you can. Yeah, you know, but use those shortcuts whenever you can. You don't have to do everything from scratch. I mean, I think that's the biggest, um, the biggest holdup and obstacle for a lot of people thinking that they have to like it, that it has to be hard work or it doesn't count. No. And what a tangible tip, like just buy in season. I never think about that. Like my son absolutely loves blueberries. So I buy them year round because we have to have blueberries. And I never think of that. Um, and speaking of my son, um, I have a son and my, and a daughter, how do we get kids on board? Because I will make a beautiful plate of all the colors. And the first thing that gets eaten is the fruit. Then they'll eat like whatever the pasta is and a protein. And I have to sit there and negotiate <laughs> for the veggies to be eaten. Do you have any tips on how to incorporate a more plant forward diet for children who are not having it? <laughs> well, you do have to have patience for one thing. I know that that can be really challenging and it's not a fun answer, but exposing them over and over again tends to be the key. Sometimes they're just not going to eat certain things and that's okay. Um, they are expressing their autonomy and they've decided they don't like something, but showing them foods in different ways over and over again has been the key, but also getting them involved whenever you can. Not sure how old they are, but you know, once they get to a point when they can help you choose what tonight's vegetable is going to be, mm -hmm. they're a little more invested in it and they're more likely to try it. Yes. Um, even if they can help, I know it's sometimes inconvenient with really young kids, but if they can help in the kitchen with any kind of prep, even if it's just rinsing the food off yeah. or, you know, if they're old enough to chop things, add some spices or whatever, that helps them to feel like they were a part of it and they're a little bit more inclined to try out their creation. Mm -hmm. um, those are some things, but you know, if they're eating the fruit, 
there's some progress there, yeah. right? <laughs> <it's> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's different things you can try. You said they like pasta. I am a big fan. There is a recipe in the book that I love. It's a, um, it's a, uh, pesto that's made with spinach. Mm-hmm. I know green sauce for kids is like, uh, I don't know, but you can always put in, you know, spinach or different greens into like a pasta sauce see if it works for them. Um, Hide it. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of like tricking them or hiding them. Like they can totally know it's there, but just look at ways to combine it because I use the same tactics for adults. Mm. Just looking at ways to incorporate more, um, um, you know, more fruits and vegetables into things that they might already eat. What I do, oh, I hide spinach or like kale in smoothies and just go like heavy on blueberries or so it's not it's purple or red but and they don't question it like that more of hiding it in there and then what you said about involving them in the prep is so true because when my daughter I'll be like do you want to help me make dinner and then my son will come up and I'm like Amaya made this and she's so proud of it like she's gonna eat it because she made it so just having them choose the vegetable I love that um, yes. And thinking of recipes for kids, you have a three ingredient cookie. So there is a three ingredient breakfast cookie, but that's on my blog. And um, the, the the breakfast cookies came from that. So um, gosh, it was, I think back in 2016 or 17, it's been a long time. I published a recipe for a three ingredient breakfast cookie and it's just banana, peanut butter and oats. Very Ooh. simple. Yeah, very simple. But what happened was people in the comments, they'd be like, oh, I added coconut. I added this. I added that. So I'm like, okay. So I made a more robust cookie for the cookbook. And so this one is the same base, but it has flaxseed in it. It also has like some dried fruit. You can do cranberries or blueberries or whatever you'd like. And it's a vegan cookie. And that would be something really fun for the kids, I think, to help out with. It also has some roasted, salted sunflower seeds, mm. um, but no peanut butter this time because I wanted it to be completely allergy free. Yeah. For, for people to try out. Um, and it's great because it is a fun one that kids can help with, but also, you know, adults will love it. It's a high source of protein and fiber. It's great warm, or you can grab it on the go for snacks or breakfast. So it's sort of an all around, um, option that I think a lot of families will like. I feel super compelled to share this first because you get excited about food and recipes. And also, if another mom is thinking, we make banana pancakes and it's two ingredients, eggs Mm -hmm. and bananas, Uh, two eggs to one banana, and you mix it up till it's frothy. And then you pour like you would the batter on a, a, not a spatula, on a pan (laughs) and flip it. But I'm like, and my kids go crazy over them. And I put sugar-free syrup and they, like, if I were to serve them, Marissa, scrambled eggs and a banana, they wouldn't eat it. But (laughs) banana pancakes, which is egg and banana, they devour it. But what I started doing, I feel like this has changed my life. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Now back to squats and margaritas. But they'd always ask for banana pancakes and I'm like, oh, because it takes so long to like flip them. Now I do the same recipe and I pour it in like a cake pan and I bake it on 350 for 30 minutes and it comes out like a cake. And I take a pizza cutter and give them like a triangle and they dip it in syrup. It's egg and banana and you don't have to sit there and flip it. So it has been like banana pancakes is like such a treat for them. And it is banana and egg is the only ingredients. And we have it like twice a week. And if you put it in the oven, it's so much easier for a mom to not have to, you get so many other things done. 
So yes. banana pancakes, two ingredients, like that is our jam in this household. <laughs> I love it. I love that idea because there's yeah. so much, I mean, oh my gosh, like mix it, put it in the oven, walk away for 30 yes. minutes. <laughs> and they think it's a treat because I'm like, it's banana cake. And I'm like, it's yeah. a banana cake. But if you present it as banana and egg, it's not happening. So it's all in the presentation. Um, yes. If someone is inspired um, to live a more plant forward lifestyle, you say the place to start is chapter three of your book. Yes, 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 yes. So that is actually my favorite chapter in the book. I like to say the recipes are sort of just suggestions because if you flip through the recipes, you'll see that I make a lot of, um, I say, you know, do this if you want vegan, you know, try this if you want that. So I give you a lot of flexibility there. Um, But yeah, chapter three really does help you to learn how to stock your kitchen um, from everything from the equipment to an ingredient list. Um, But one of my favorite parts is also because one of the questions I get a lot about just healthy eating in general, the assumption is that whenever you're eating better for yourself or more healthy or more healthfully, you... (laughs) um, it doesn't taste good, right? So I actually added some tips on ways to do that. You know, if you really miss the savory umami flavor of meat and you want to just add more. So I talk about using smoked paprika um, and other sources of adding savory flavor. I talk about cooking techniques even and how to make vegetables taste better. So I think that that's super helpful. Also, there's like a guide on cooking beans and grains. So it's just sort of like a little quick reference if you've never cooked quinoa, like exactly what you need to do to cook it perfectly every time. So it's been a lot of time just helping people to sort of figure out what to do. Um, and so you can spend a good bit of time there if you feel like you need a little bit of prep to get into the lifestyle. A little hand-holding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a you little bit. And it's a good reference. <laughs> yes. The book is The Plant Love Kitchen, an easy guide to plant-forward eating with 75 plus recipes. Where else can people find you? Yeah, so I'm pretty easy to find. I am at Marissa Moore on Instagram, Marissa with one S. So it's M-A-R-I-S-A Moore. And also my blog, marissamore.com. Thank you so much for being here and getting me on the train towards plant-forward eating. It was my pleasure. This was such a fun chat. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.